You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show. Along with Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Rob, how are you there, my friend? Doing well. How you doing this morning? Ah, you know, I'm hanging in there, man. You got to hang in there. Of course. Every day's a struggle, isn't it? One day at a time, brother. That's for sure. Well, I noticed the weather's starting to be changing a little bit, right? Yeah, over the last Cooling week down or so, a little yeah. bit. Since the last time we chatted, I, it's been a a lot of rain. And you're right, the temperatures have gone down dramatically. But then again, look it. I mean, tomorrow's Halloween. You got you got the first. That's the day after. But when we get together next week, it's going to be no, it's November already. You know, and you think Crazy. about it. There's still there's still a lot of not only are there still a lot of leaves on the trees, but they're still green, you know? So it's it's bizarre here, you know? What are you going to do? It Although is. with all the rain and wind lately, you know? But finally, the temperatures are starting to change. So I thought it'd be a great time for us to talk about the seasons of real estate, the seasonality okay. of the real estate market, and what is the best time to buy a home, to sell a home, or to refinance a home, because it really is related to the seasons and the weather. So is... I, it's kind of a silly question, I guess, but it, I guess there is such a seasonality to real estate then, huh? There really is. There is. And actually, I saw a statistic recently that said that based on the season, the price of real estate can change by between 5 and 10% just based on the time of year. And that's the statistic. So it really has to do with when there's an imbalance between supply and demand. So cooling weather typically means a cooling real estate market. I mean, that's just historically, and it's based on where you live. So whether you're purchasing a property or selling a property, the supply and demand is really what's going to come into play with that. And one of the factors is going to be those seasons changing and the seasonality in your specific market. So while you might not think as a home buyer, home seller, that the weather actually is going to change the price of real estate, Historically, it does. Like I said, 5 to 10% is the difference in some cases. I had no idea. Most Look at people that. So don't. then when it, what, what is the best time of year then to buy a home? So I think before I talk about the seasonality and the best time season-wise... You got to look at it from a personal circumstance, and we'll talk about why people like buying in certain times, but everyone's in a different position. People have kids going and coming from school. Um, you have job responsibilities. You have vacations going on. Obviously, the holidays and New Year's uh, definitely play in with it. So the best time to buy a home from a financial standpoint may be different than the best time to buy a home from a personal circumstance standpoint. So you really want to look at that. Because you're not going to buy a home while you're switching jobs, right? Well, you're not going right. to buy a home when you have a vacation planned in the middle of that process. Of course, you shouldn't. Some people do. But that is something that you need to look at. Now, as far as the actual numbers, the financials of it, fall and winter is going to be the best time to be a home buyer because that's the time when that cooler weather comes in and that's the time when homes tend to sell for less. So every real estate transaction I've been involved in, I've always bought between like October and March, every single one. 
good time to buy, not a good time to sell. Well, we'll we'll dive into that. (laughs) We will dive further into that here. But you got to realize that buyers with children and the majority of people buying homes are going to be families. So those people don't want to uproot their family in the middle of a school year. And they want to wait until the end of that so they have more free time for moving, for looking at properties, Mm -hmm. and the chance of a fresh start when the school year begins. So I'm talking about moving into a new school district or a different school. You don't want to be doing that typically in the middle of a grade level or in the middle of, of the timeline. So it really makes a lot more sense for those families to be doing it during that summertime before the new year starts. So studies have shown that the busiest time of year actually is the summer, like we're saying, with June being the busiest month for moving. And the single busiest day is July 31st. That's the single busiest day for people moving. And people like shopping for those uh, homes and properties during that time that we're talking about at the end of the school year when things are maybe a little bit more uh, subtle from a scheduling standpoint. They don't have a million things going on, so they can allocate some more time to doing that. And as summer draws to a close, it's a great time for them to actually take all the time that needs to be taken to pack things, to move, to get settled into a new property. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight, right? It takes some time. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why you're going to find that. Now, in addition to that, you're going to find that a lot of people don't like moving during the holidays, right? There's vacations planned. There's there's outings planned. And that really eliminates the period between November and January because you've got Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas, Hanukkah, all that. Then you've got New Year's. And then what I've found in almost my 20 years of experience in the industry is that January, mid-January, just things really tick up because everyone's got their New Year's resolutions. You've kind of been on the back burner with a lot of things on a personal level with your finances and whatnot. And people go into that new year with a lot of goals, with a lot of ambitions. And it's right around that second week to third week in January that people start putting those plans into action. So I always see a huge uptick of people looking to buy, sell, and refinance around that you know, beginning of the year. So is, is there is a best time then let's you just mentioned you know refinancing what is then the best time to refinance or have your home appraised Yeah so this has been an amazing strategy I've been using for clients for years now and what I've found based on our discussion here is that that late summer early fall is when the home values are going to be highest cuz there's so much activity in the market that's when we want to be having your home appraised Most of the time when you need to get a refinance done, we're going to need an appraisal almost all of the time, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're pulling out equity and using those repositioning strategies we talked about. So the late summer and early fall is so great as a homeowner to look at refinancing because the comparable sales that an appraiser will use, they're going to be looking at the most recent sales. Now, sometimes they'll have to go back six months or even 12 months. But the more recent the sales are, the more weight that they're going to be given in that appraisal report. So if you know that the home values are highest in that you know, summertime, then wouldn't it make sense to have your home appraised right after that? Because that's when the highest sales are going to occur. Mm. So what I've done with a lot of clients and a strategy that I've used is to go in and have that home appraised 
at that timeline in order to maximize the value, especially if you bought your home in the winter during that really good time when not a lot of other people are looking to buy. Then we go and six or eight months later, we have your home appraised and I am just floored when I see and my clients see the home values going up 10, 20%, even in a normal market, just within one year because of when we have that home appraised. But are we in an anomaly right now where the, the home values have increased more often, uh, it almost seemed like overnight uh, during this pandemic here where we're, we're going up uh, 15, 20, mm -hmm. maybe even $30,000 over than what it was appraised for just, let's say, even a year ago. Mm -hmm. Is that bubble going to burst where then we come back down to reality and go, no, no, your, your home is actually back to what? That it bubble's always bursted, though. And I don't even know if I like the word yeah, bursting. Well, maybe that's a bad term then, bubble so bursting. If you buy your home mm -hmm. in the summer when values are high and then you have it appraised in you know, the winter the next year, yeah, you might actually be in a position where the home's worth less than you paid for it. That's why you want to be working with an advisor that knows these strategies, knows these timelines, has the experience, because we're going to be able to advise you when to have the home appraised to maximize the value like we're talking about. You'd be surprised how few loan officers or mortgage advisors even practice these strategies. That's why it's so important who you work with. I've got clients literally lined up, ready to have their home appraised, you know, at the given time that we're in that have been waiting since... April, May, June, we've been waiting for that right time to get rid of PMI, to cash out, to do these things. And I'm telling them, hang tight. Here's going to be your prime time. So to answer your question, yes, the home values have gone up a ridiculous amount now due to this post-pandemic. Will it come everything. back down to reality? Uh, to reality, yeah, but supply and demand is what it is. Well, so I don't think reality is as low as you're thinking. Now, maybe they went up way too much too quick, and now they'll come down 5 or 10%, but that still puts the home values in Connecticut and across the country well above what they were before the pandemic, before all of this stuff came in with the home, you know, home okay. demand being so, so high. Maybe I'll, and I'll give you an example of, of what I mean. All right, so let's say a person's house is worth two eighty, okay, and then you know this little housing increase, you know the, the boom that we're going through all right now. All the properties are are valued at higher. But it's really within the last twelve months or so, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now that house that's two eighty is now let's say three twenty, okay, and. It stays there for a while. And then the COVID sub starts to subside. People start going back to work. And, and for all intents and purposes, we go back to whatever normalcy we're back to. And all of a sudden, uh, does the house, does that house that was originally 280, but through the circumstance that we're presently in is now 320, things go back to somewhat normalcy. Does that go back? Does the house value go back to 280? Or? I don't think so. Not no. at all from what I'm seeing. But to your point, will it come down a bit? Maybe it goes from 320 to 310 or 305 or even 300. It's still, there's appreciation there. There's still equity there. Hence why it's so important to access that equity based on the seasonality we're talking about. All right, well, then, then that kind of takes me into my next question. If you can just talk about maybe some real world examples, like I just, similar to what I just gave you, uh, where understanding the seasons within the real estate market has led to success for clients. So I'll tell you some great stories. One would be a client that bought their home in January of last year, and then we had the property appraised the end of the summer this year, so just about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know there has been a huge increase in appreciation, like you said, but what they were able to do was they were actually able to 
get out of their FHA loan, get rid of their PMI, cash out to pay off all this debt that they had accumulated renovating the property and whatnot. And they were able to do all that in like a year and a half timeline. Why? Because they understood this seasonality. Had they gotten their home appraised in the middle of the winter, they wouldn't have been able to accomplish all these things. So everyone gets so wrapped up and we've talked about in other episodes about interest rates and how much money can I save and all this. But none of that matters if you can't actually get the right program, if you can't solve your financial goals and solve your financial issues. So that's why maybe you end up with a little bit higher rate because that has to do with the economy and some things out of our control. But if you're able to accomplish all these other things, is it worth paying a little bit more interest to accomplish a lot more of your goals? You see where I'm going with that. Mm. So PMI removal is something we've talked about extensively. That's where this can just very easily and simply come into play is someone that buys their home in the winter in, let's say, January, February, and then we go in in like August or September of the same year, have that home reappraised. You'd be surprised how many people all of a sudden go from having 3 to 5% equity to 10 to 20% equity. Literally within a 12-month timeline, same property, you know, everything being equal, just the time of year that we're having it appraised is the only difference. But again, a lot of mortgage companies and loan officers, you're going to contact them to refinance and they're just going to want to get an appraiser out there right away. They're not going to be looking at the strategy behind it. They're not going to be looking at the timeline of all this and you're going to end up getting a low appraisal or maybe it does come in higher than what you bought it for but it doesn't accomplish all of your goals, see? Once an appraisal is done, typically, it's registered um, with the agencies like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They've been gathering all this data on home appraisals for many, many years now. That's why they're able to offer, uh, for some people, these waivers on appraisals. So once that appraisal is done and it's put in this system, it's not that you can't get another one done, but they've got the data now. They know what it appraised for. So it could have a negative impact on a future uh, ability or opportunity that you'd have to like get an appraisal waiver, which is such a great tool that we have now. So there's a couple of examples. I think that mm. what it comes down to, Gary, is you want to buy in the winter and you want to refi in the summer, early fall. That's it. If you can time it perfectly, those are going to give you the best price when you buy and then the highest price when you actually go to refinance because it's two opposite ends. You want to buy low, right? But when you refi, you want that high value. And that's what you're going to get in that summer and early fall. That's why experience matters. Knowing these strategies, implementing these strategies every single day. This is what they're not talking to you about at the big banks, at the credit unions. They don't understand this stuff. They don't have the experience to advise you to do this, to maximize your success, not just put another loan in the books. Well, then uh, how do you see the market conditions for buyers in the upcoming winter real estate market? So I think that the real estate market in Connecticut specifically is getting much better going into that fall and, and into these winter seasons. Like we talked about, the weather is changing. The, the uh, leaves are finally starting to change at least somewhat, right? So there is going to be more inventory coming up and I'm already seeing more inventory for my realtor partners. Um, there's less buyers in the market like we're discussing. All these families that have their kids that just started school they're not out there aggressively shopping for homes right now, typically. They're on the sidelines. They're waiting till next year at this point. If you're someone that has the flexibility to be able to be in the market right now, single people or those maybe with older children or don't that don't have to worry about the school systems and whatnot, you have such a big opportunity. 
you know, and it's something that you didn't have back a few months ago because there were so many people in the market. It was so scarce. You know, there was all this scarcity in inventory. That's all that we were hearing about is there's no inventory and home buyers getting beat out with 20, 30 offers on the same home. You've heard about that, yeah, right? Yeah. So that is still the case, but it's on a much lower level. Maybe if you're looking to buy in the winter, instead of having 15 or 20 offers on a home, maybe you only have a couple. So that lower competition means better negotiating power for home buyers. And that's what I'm finding right now is people that had been on the sidelines, maybe they were putting in offers here or there, but they were getting scared. They were getting beat out by all cash offers, all this competition. They didn't want to offer what they needed to to get the home. Now those people finally have an in. They finally have that foot in the door to move forward with their dream of owning a home. And another uh, nod I'll give to having just a pro on your team from a real estate standpoint, good professional real estate advisors and real estate consultants, realtors with a lot of wherewithal in the market that haven't been just doing real estate for a year or two, but they've seen these ebbs and flows of the seasons and the years before the pandemic, et cetera. They understand this and they can help time with your mortgage advisor and with other members of your wealth team. They can really help hone in on the, these timelines and when's going to be the right time. Sometimes you'll start looking at homes and realize, gosh, I'm, I'm priced out of the market. Right. But don't give up. Do not give up. You need to stay motivated. You need to stay in communication with your real estate uh, professional and your mortgage advisor so you can strike while the iron's hot. Right now, this late fall, early winter, this is the prime time to be a pre-approved home buyer ready to go with all your ducks in a row. You're going to be able to get a much better deal now than you were a few months ago with all the other competition. So that's really important is stay the course. And I've had people that it takes years to finally find that dream home. But if you ask them if it was worth it, they would tell you yes. And it's because of implementing this seasonality strategy into their circumstance. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. He's very easy to reach. 860-413-3938. And check him out online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. I'll go over uh, those points of contact uh, once again towards the end of the show. So, all right. So how does the season then play a role in sellers listing their home. I think I mentioned this a little while yes, ago, but I got to yes. get the answer to that question. Absolutely. We've been talking about buyers. Let's hone right. in now on sellers. So what I've seen happen is, especially in the Northeast, is that sellers start to panic when that first winter storm comes in. <laughs> right. Okay. And the reason is because they are concerned about the additional expenses that come from owning a home in the winter in the Northeast. Okay. So- they get desperate. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If somebody has been thinking about listing their home and it's on the radar of possibly going on the market, when that first snow comes in and that chill is really in the air, that's when they start going, gosh, should I wait? Maybe now's the time to get out. They see the prices of oil going up. They see inflation. They see all these things happening and they're going, well, if I stay in my house till March or April, I've got to pay oil bills. I've got to pay heat. I've got to do all this. Maybe they have electric heat. Their bills go through the roof with the price of electricity. They have to pay for snow plowing, right? Someone to shovel or maybe they have to do that themselves. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of pains that come along with owning a home in the Northeast in the winter. And what I've found always is that it's a great negotiating strategy if you're a buyer 
to be going in the market at that time, as we've been talking about. And as a seller, you know, you want to really time and position yourself ideally. Now, if you want to maximize the value of your home, you're not going to sell in the winter, period. That's it. But if you need to get out of your home and you see the financial bleeding of owning a home in the winter, then it's a great time to be able to list your home, especially, again, if you have that expert realtor, they're going to be able to squeeze every penny out. They're going to be able to get you top dollar for your property, no matter when you want to sell. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, the other thing to consider is if you're a seller, it usually means you're a buyer as well, right? Usually. So for a lot of people you don't have the luxury of maybe selling when everyone else is buying or buying when everyone else is selling because you need a home to live in. So in a perfect world, maybe you have family that you can stay with or you've got a short-term rental or something like that that you can line up to help with these timing to maximize your uh, financial success when it comes to selling your home. But as a seller, you want to be able to sell in a peak market when everyone's got eyes on your property. But if you don't need the proceeds, if you don't need the money from selling your home to buy a new one, then you can like stretch out this timing. Are you starting to see what I'm saying by that? You can maybe sell in the summer when the prices are super high, stay with family for like six or eight months or a short-term rental situation, month-to-month rental, and then you can go and sell and, uh, excuse me, buy your home in that winter timeline when you can get the best deal. So you might have to have a little bit of a gap in between. Uh, it just comes down to your particular circumstance. Selling in the spring can be the great time to maximize that that you know that value that we're talking about of what you're selling and what you're buying because you can get a good deal buying at that time because there's not tons of people in the market in the beginning of spring. They're just starting to come in. But, you know, selling is really going to come down to striking while the iron's hot, right? Yeah. The more buyers you have looking at your property, the more competition, the more they can drive the price right. up. Well, you want to sell, seen. like you said earlier, you want to sell in the summer and buy in the winter. That's ideal. But what are you going to do in those six months? I mean, you sold your house. That's you, the you dilemma for everyone. It really is. But if you've got, again, these advisors and professionals planning this with you, this shouldn't be a spur-of-the-moment decision. So then you have this a solution be, to that. Yeah. Right. Well, the solution is to have a plan in place. The solution is... Don't go, you know, don't go at it on your own. And the solution is going back to our show a few weeks ago on the wealth team is to actually get advisors to help you with this and help time out the financing, the buying, the selling. Let's time this all out accordingly for your circumstance, because every single person listening is going to be in a different situation with jobs, with kids, with all these other items. So is the seasonality of real estate, it's specific to the Northeast U.S., or is it nationwide? The seasonality of a market, it does vary from location to location. Every market has its own nuance. So I'll give a few examples. Cities like Phoenix... They experience a snowbird effect where a bunch of people go down there in the winter months and it's really popular. Actually, the home buying in like Phoenix in the winter is super hot because you have all these people from areas that are cold going out there. Right. So that drives up the price in the winter. Specifically in this show, I'm talking about the northeast U.S., um, because the seasonality we have here is a little bit different. And I would compare it to maybe like Denver, for example. Um, in Denver, it's similar to here, like the home buying in the winter slows down a little bit. There's less people that are actually buying homes because the climate, the winter, the uh, the snow, that sort of thing. So it does slow down a bit and there is more brisk pace of those home sales at that time. Interesting. How 
how can a home seller approach these strategies then to maximize the price their home sells sells for? So like we were talking about recently here, we want to really have a target timeline. So you don't want to be making emotional decisions when it comes to buying and selling real estate. And specifically with selling real estate, it can be emotional in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. But what you want to do is have that target timeline of of when you're going to list your home, ideally in the spring and summer, because that's going to bring the highest price. That's going to bring the highest amount of buyers. That's going to bring the most competition. So you're going to want to start planning several months ahead of that. You don't just start in June because there might be a situation where you have some cleaning up to do. You have some work that needs to be done. Consult with your real estate professional. Consult with your wealth team to get your property ready so you can list it at the perfect time. And a good real estate pro, they're going to be able to tell you when that perfect time is. So you want to do repairs and get it all ready ahead of that so you're not scrambling at the last minute. You also want to take recommendations that your advisor gives you from a real estate standpoint to get the house in good shape so that like we've been talking about all episode here, striking while the iron's hot. The iron is hot at different times, whether you're a buyer or whether you're a seller, as well as homeowners looking to refinance. All these things bring different timelines, bring different seasonality. So it's like we always talk about, begin with the end in mind, have a professional team set up to help you with this and have a game plan put together and you will be able to maximize the value whether you're buying, selling or refinancing your home. Wow. Uh, the, the things I learn on this show I, it's is absolutely incredible. For a lot of people, listen, you can never listen to this show too late. There's always something to learn that you can apply, whether you're buying a house actively right now or it's something that you're thinking about. Of course, ideally, you know, you want to have as you want to go into a situation with as much ammunition, you know, with as much knowledge, if you will. Um, but e- even if you're in the latter stages, you're still you can still pick things up uh, on this show. I, I I had no idea that there was actually even a season, uh, let alone a season for selling and a season for buying. But I had no idea that there was even a seal a season in real estate, uh, which is why I bring this up. You know, I, I just I find it all very fascinating. And again, I it, it's so true. You you of course you want to sell you know, during the summer and, and, and buy in the winter, but it's that coming up with the strategy and meeting with somebody like you, you know, a mortgage advisor and, and you're the team of people that we've discussed on a previous episode that will work so that you, there's, there's a place for you to live, that your family can be in that interim stage, you know? So, so, and, and whatever you think you're forking out, if you've got to pay a, a rent or if you're li- wherever you're living is really, when you do a side by side comparison is going to pale in comparison to the percentage rate, right? From what it's you could investment. save. It's an what investment. You'll save. Everyone tries to time it perfectly well, and that's not yeah, always possible. Not. It really isn't. So the return on investment of paying for storage or paying for uh you know short term rentals can really pale like you said in comparison to the return that you can get by selling your home at the opportune time folks you got to check out uh Rob Weinberg's website it's uh, www.connecticutmortgagelending.com by the way Connecticut is spelled out so it's connecticutmortgagelending.com hey listen start there but make this appointment Give them a buzz. Sit down with them. There's no cost to this. There's no obligation. Not not even an obligation. Call them at 860-413-3938. Once again, 860-413-3938. 
For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.